0: Welcome to Ashes with Ash, the podcast bringing you audio stories from your cigar aficionado community around the world. Join me on this adventure to seek out the most incredible stories from our cigar lounge friends, owners, and customers. Let's tap into these stories with a little smoke and ash. back to another episode of Ashes with Ash. Today we have Chef Joe Gatto here from the TV show From Scratch. So the word of the day is experience. We talk about experience a lot. That's what cigar smoking is all about. And that's what Joe is going to describe to us today about the art of cooking. Make sure you grab a snack or eat before listening because this is going to make you really hungry. (laughs) I hope you all enjoy. All right, Joe, welcome. Welcome to the Ashes with Ash podcast. I love it. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know you've got a TV show. You're this incredible chef.
1: <laughs> tell us all about it. Yeah, so um, I'm Chef Joe Gatto. I am a private chef. I have clients like um, from Celtics players to Red Sox players. I have um, a TV show on Pluto TV called From Scratch. I have a national book called From Scratch. I have my own radio show on NPR called From Scratch because, shockingly, I make everything from scratch. So by that, I mean I hand-forge my own knives. I take water out of the Atlantic and make salt. I make my own charcoal. I milk cows, make butter and cheese. uh, You name it, and that's what I do. So that's kind of me in a nutshell of of what I do you know I do a lot on Instagram I cook with my kids a lot and I love to travel and that kind of thing so yeah I um I'm busy and I like it that way (laughs) sounds
0: like it oh my gosh how do you okay I don't even know where to start let's start from the beginning how did you get into cooking when did you get into cooking
1: well the whole thing started because I was a filmmaker before I was a chef and I lived in LA worked at Sony Pictures um my wife was a producer and, you know, we did commercials, short films, music videos, you name it. And my whole thing is I grew up cooking on the counter with my mom, like and watching Julia and Jacques Pepin. And that was a huge part of my life. So anytime we do a movie, you know, we I met my wife when I was I was had written and directed a feature and she came on as a producer wow. and I would cook for the crew. It was like my favorite thing to do and make these elaborate meals. That's when Food Network was just getting big with like emerald, you know, bam, and that kind of stuff. Right. So I just obsessed over it and I really, really loved it. And then my wife got pregnant with my son. I have three kids. I My son, Benjamin's oh, 13. Wonderful. My daughter, Cassidy's 10 and my littlest daughter, Skylar is four. So she got pregnant with him and we didn't really want him to grow up in LA because, you know, the culture there is a little douchey. And, um, <laughs> but, you know, I met a lot of wonderful people there, but, you know, it's just not where we, we're from Boston in this area. So we really wanted to raise them here. Oh, good. So when we came back, my wife wanted to change what she was doing into real estate and I wanted to transition into food. So I started cooking and teaching And the classes kind of just took off. And then um, I got hired by the school to teach. So I started teaching there, which I enjoyed. And then, I don't know, it was like six months in, something like that. A woman came in and she owned her own private chef company. And she was like, oh, your food is out of this world. She's like, and what you do, she's like, I think you should come and work for me. So I ended up working for her for about six months. Then I bought the company. Oh, nice. And transitioned it into like A-listers.
0: Right.
1: And kind of started building the business that way. And I immediately started getting, you know, I got a Red Sox player and that really built fast. And then my wife and I were sitting down. She said, I think you should do a TV show. She said, you have the film and production background. She said, you're so fun in front of the camera. And she's like, can you have this little niche doing everything from scratch? And I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know how we'll fit from scratch into a half hour piece, which is really 23 minutes. But I was like, you know what? So I sat down for, I don't know, three days. I wrote a pilot, called my friends who do TV, like professionally. And I said, you know, I need you guys to meet me at this kitchen. I'm shooting a pilot. I shot a pilot and I ended up meeting this set of angel investors because my wife had given all her top clients in real estate a gift and it was me teaching a class of pasta and Mm -hmm. after they were talking about oh do you want to do you want to ever open a restaurant because we're like we're angel investors and we're always looking for new investments I was like oh god you know I I definitely you know restaurants aren't my thing it's like but I did just shoot a pilot to a tv show and they were like oh can we see that to make it a short story they saw it they loved it they gave me the money to do a whole season I wrote out a season we finished it cut it one of my friends knew a distributor we sent it over to them they said they absolutely loved it they put me in touch with the VP of distribution who's now a great friend of mine Danny Bilardi. Um, they took it and then Pluto TV picked it up and now it it's does I mean it found such a great audience on Pluto. And now I'm in development Good. for two other shows, one called This Is Not a Cooking Show with Brian Callan from he's in the hangover. He's a comedian. Oh, okay. We're taking celebrities out and like rebuilding their food memories. And I'm developing another one with the guy who um created Diners Drive Ins and Dives.
0: Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, it just like I I thought it was so nichey yeah but you just you never know you right. know and my whole thing is i was I'm, i've never been a nine to five or i couldn't do it i've always been an artist from you know right. painting miniatures to food to everything creating film i've never done the nine to five thing because yeah. i've always been able to support myself artistically but it's awesome. i really wanted to carve something out that included my family you know, mm-hmm. if I traveled, I take them with me. And so I, I was on a magazine cover like six months ago. So they were flying me out to Austin. And I was like, yeah, part of the deal is, you know, the, the fam has to come. And they were like, yeah. no problem. They threw the fam out. So we had a blast and awesome shout out to Jason Jepson. And, um, you know, so I really wanted to carve something out that meant a lot to me. Because food, I love shoving delicious food in my pie hole. Don't get me wrong. Totally. But the key to food for me is really how it connects people and how, when you sit down for a meal, you converse, it doesn't matter your differences. It doesn't matter. Cultural differences, that meal kind of sets the tone and that all washes away. So I love that part of food and culinary and how it really does create bonds. And it brings me super close to my kids because we cook together all the time. And It's just something that's really it's deep within my DNA and I love to share it.
0: Yeah. That's incredible. So you sound so busy. You have so many things going on. How do you have time to milk the cows for your cheese and forge <laughs> your own knives and make I mean, your charcoal? Like, how did you learn how to do that? And how long did it take and how long does it take to create those things?
1: Hey, you know, I really do everything. I I try not to do like when we did the, all those things for the show. Mm-hmm. I try to make sure I've done none of them.
0: Yeah, because oh, wow. the
1: experience should be for me. It should. I'm I'm like I'm the audience's eyes, ears, hands. So that I want them to experience it with me. So if I had you know milked cows a bunch of times, and I look like a pro, that's not really what I want. People to be like, oh man. I could do this. I could do that. I could jump on this, right? I could hand forge a knife. I put the fire suit on, right? Like the whole thing. So it was fun and the experience and I have so much passion for it. And another thing that I love to teach, especially people my kids is go for it. What's yeah. the worst that's going to happen? Exactly. Like milk a friggin' cow, hand forge a knife, like find a class. If it's something you've always wanted to do, friggin' do it. Yeah. You know, you only go around this crazy marble a couple times and I want to experience everything myself. I want to like really that tactile feel, those moments that you can't replicate by watching someone else do it when you're knee deep in mud and you're (laughs) clamming and, you know, your son's sitting there and he's stuck in the mud and it's just... Things that I know my kids never forget, and and totally. I think it's a great experience for the audience to go on that journey with us as opposed to more of a voyeuristic sense of just watching us do it. You know, I want right. them to feel the energy, like the, the passion. Right, exactly. Right,
0: yeah, the passion. I read something you said: the biggest skill you can have is passion yeah, I love that. And can you describe what passion means to you and how you found it? Like when did you know like this is my passion? like what's the feeling you had? and then how do you bring it to the table? No pun intended.
1: <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> You're setting me up. I like that. Um, you know, passion it's just something I've always had for everything that I do. um i I just like for food, i I just. I really want to experience it. I want to dig into it. And once I start really experiencing it, I have this, this, I, I can't even contain it that I want to share it with others yeah. of how much fun and how exciting it can be and how just, you know, chopping vegetables to make a dinner at night with your family. That's cool. That's fun. Get the kids involved. It will be a night. Yeah. So that that infectious passion that I have for everything that I try to do Seems to just rub off on people. You know what I get a lot that I think is interesting when people see me on TV and I'll meet them for doing, you know, some anything, an event, or I'll just meet them at, at Whole Foods and so on. Be like, oh, I love your show, that kind of thing. Right. The one of the first things people say to me all the time that I'm the, just one of the things I'm most proud of is, oh my God, you're the exact same.
0: Yes, like you're not playing a character.
1: Right. There's no shtick. Yes. I love that. This is me. I'm high energy. I friggin love what I do. And I love to help other people try to achieve that as well. I try to give back as much as I can because passion, I don't know if it's, I I don't know if it's like basketball where you can't teach tall, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, know but I think everybody has something that they're passionate about. And I think what happens just in talking to people for a long time over the years, just about all of this is a lot of times people are just afraid that their passion isn't viable. That what they love yeah. to do, like I make, I don't know, little thimbles that have faces on them, you know, and no, but that's stupid. Nobody, but, but you don't know. Right. Right. That thimble market could be the next Beanie Baby
0: exactly the strangest things have come about to be the most popular thing
1: (laughs) right exactly which all starts with your passion for it totally and so I think there's a way for people to carve out their little niche in life and and it doesn't have to always be you know a big career but you following your hobbies and your little passions in life that satisfies your soul in a way nothing else can yeah you know, there's there's nothing that can do that because it's scratching an itch that only you have.
0: Exactly. So what's like a a talent or a skill that you want to have that you don't currently possess?
1: Oh, me? I'd love if I could sing. Good Lord.
0: Oh, really? Oh,
1: Jeez, oh, If I could be Kurt Cobain, right? <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> like 90, 92 ish, like, yeah, anything like singing would be one. Um, my wife's a really talented artist and I can paint but I can't draw and I I always love people that can draw yeah but I if I I mean I I, people that can sing with just an acoustic guitar
0: yeah just forget about it that's like the coolest
1: thing in the world
0: it is
1: and I feel like so
0: many people can sing too I'm like why am I not one of them (laughs) it's not fair
1: I feel like every like my wife can sing my kids can sing I'm like well no, but you know, no one in my family can sing a lick. Really? So, oh no, it just sounds like cats being stepped on.
0: Oh yeah, I feel that. That's who I sound too. <laughs> yeah,
1: I see. But that's what the showers for, right?
0: Exactly. Shower and the car driving in. The that's car. right.
1: And the car, <laughs> Exactly. I I listen to music all day, music or sports radio, but mostly music all day when I'm cooking and like I was just shooting just cooking and setting up to shoot for Instagram, so.
0: Oh, nice. What are you cooking today?
1: Oh, I'll, I'll show you. Hold on. Yes. So, this was what I was just getting ready to shoot. So, I made uh, Parmesan rosemary buns oh my with God. like an everything bagel kind of topping. And then I did buttermilk fried chicken thighs. Oh,
0: God. So, oh, jeez, on that looks amazing.
1: Yeah. So this is going on Instagram today.
0: Wow.
1: Right? And the that homemade is buns. Is there like a the...
0: sauce on it?
1: So no, I went, like okay. I didn't sauce it. I didn't just a little sriracha.
0: Sriracha, that's what I saw. Yeah.
1: Okay. So after I shoot it, my oh. son won't be home from school and um he'll eat it.
0: No, I'm like, he's just sitting there tempting you. How have you not devoured it yet? I would've
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm on a I'm on a such a strict diet for the past oh. like two months I've just been doing all all veg and oh, wow. nice. dropping a lot a lot of weight and tv might be coming up soon so I gotta, there you gotta go. gear up
0: <laughs> you know that's something I wanted to ask you so I was having this controversial conversation about being a cigar aficionado like right do you which is have so cool. to- yeah thanks <laughs> like do you have to smoke cigars in order to be an aficionado and this woman she said she was like well yes you do because like a chef wouldn't serve something that he didn't taste and i'm wondering from your perspective because For my for Hmm. me personally, the best steak I've ever had was made by a vegetarian. So I'm wondering, have you ever served a dish that you never tasted? Like you just know the science and what goes together and what blends with it? Have you ever done that?
1: Jeez, that's pretty rare. Yeah. That's pretty rare. I'm a I'm a taster.
0: Totally. You know,
1: yeah, I really Yeah, because for me, every dish is you know, everyone's trying to create great dishes. My, my goal every time is to create a dish that has perfect balance. Totally. Because I think balance is the most important thing in life, be be it relationships, love, food, everything's about balance. Yeah. And that's what I'm always, you know, the crunchy with the soft, with the creamy, with the, you know, just all of those, that acidic bite that plays off the earth earthiness. And I'm always, that's what, that's what drives me all the time because it can't perfect a dish because there's always a different way to balance it just slightly. Yeah. So it always becomes fun to just keep messing with it and really, yeah. and it, that's, that's really my goal, but you know, I, I kind of lean towards I certainly wouldn't serve something to someone that if I didn't know what it, know what it like. It. Yeah, 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 no yeah. So I would lean that, that way. Sense. I for cigars. I, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, to be an aficionado, I would definitely think. I don't know no, how you how it. you could talk about it properly. We yeah.
0: you could unless talk about you could the experience Yeah, right. It's like you talk about the facts, but can you talk about the experience? Probably not. Yeah, see,
1: that's two different things. You can definitely be the scientist behind it, but I could tell you why a burger tastes like a burger, and I can tell you how to, you know, why the Maillard reaction works and how to grind it and all of that. But I can't I can't really talk about it unless I've taken a huge bite of that cheeseburger right off the grill, right? And it's still oozing that cheese and the juice is running down your chin and you're
0: you yeah. know
1: everything's starting to happen the synapses are firing you can't really talk about that part so you can definitely factually talk about the regions because from my right. understanding cigars are like wines and things like that where exactly. you know regionality matters how you know how the weather is where it's grown the elevation all of that which yeah. is very similar for grass that cows each that we did a lot of research when we were doing the shows
0: oh yeah
1: so, I've read that cigars are are very similar to that.
0: Exactly. How long have you been
1: into cigars?
0: um a little bit since I was like eighteen, but mostly in the past like five or six years. Wow, yeah,
1: what a cool thing,
0: yeah, I love it. It's my dad has a cigar lounge and oh. Like five years ago, he opened up the second one. And so then I started working there and I just got really, in- I was just going to like help with the POS stuff because I knew about that. And then right. I just fell in love. He ordered 5,000 different cigars to start. What? So they all came in and I'm just like, I want to try that one. I want to try that one. So I just, I fell in love with it. Got totally into it. Learned everything about it that I could. And I'm still learning more, but I love it. It's so Wow. Cool. Where's
1: the cigar-, cigar shop?
0: In Lynchburg, Virginia. Okay. Yeah
1: that's fantastic what a great thing so you get to see your dad
0: yep yeah he was in in New York City for three years and I just moved back a month ago I just miss family so
1: (laughs) wow I love New York me too we're in New York
0: I was in the Upper East Side
1: Mm. yeah we go to Brooklyn a lot
0: oh nice I lived in Brooklyn my first year there
1: the food seems ridiculous
0: ridiculous
1: I mean we take the kids down there and there's this place down there Oxmoqo in Brooklyn that we just Ooh. absolutely it's like this Mexican Asian fusion place it was yum blew my mind.
0: Oh, I know it's like you can never try all the restaurants in New York. Oh, it's it, I want to so bad. I know. <laughs> it's just, and then it's always so much turnover and there's a new one and then that one's gone and it just
1: Right, I'm su- I'm sure someone has a podcast that's trying to do it, right? Like the they Julia should- Child book where they cooked all the recipes. I'm sure someone's trying to taste all of that food
0: Yeah. god bless them
1: because you walk down a block of brooklyn and we were literally like what
0: yes and some places how do aren't all these even places- on the map right I mean, you can't look them up some places how you do you how do they stay park. in business it's crazy
1: so i was saying to my wife i was like maybe they're all fronts for mob i was like who knows Probably.
0: <laughs> honestly i was like how can
1: these eight <laughs> pizza shops on this one block Exactly, Survive.
0: It makes no sense. In my neighborhood, there were so many Italian restaurants in like a four block radius. I'm like, but why? There's no other kinds of restaurants near me. So the, annoying.
1: <laughs> it, it, my kids tried to count the Italian and pizza places as we were driving through. What they and need to? <laughs> they, I think they lasted like two minutes, and my son was like, "Forget it." I'm like, I know. I'm like, yeah. we'll never be able to do it. And but Brooklyn, it, Brooklyn just has that quintessential New York feel. You know, it's still nice. I I love that it's you know now it's really up and coming, but it still has holds that old school New York grittiness that I love because yeah, it's so
0: locals, yeah,
1: yeah. It's the polar opposite of L. A. You know, right. it's like L. A. is just, it's just so different. The energy New York just has that. It's like theater.
0: Yeah, it and, is. You know,
1: and I just think just walking that, down the street, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It just it's, it's just
0: like you're in a movie all the time.
1: <laughs> it, it's it's so true.
0: Oh, it's crazy. So, do you have like a guilty pleasure food?
1: A guilty pleasure food. Yeah. I think the thing that I love to eat the most, I don't even know if it's a guilty pleasure, but the thing that I love to eat is tacos. Yes. I'm, I'm like a taco. Oh. Fiends, and we have a place down in tulum in mexico and like we go down oh there and i just like the food is
0: ridiculous oh
1: it's just insane I'm, i know a bunch of chefs down there so we just hang out and by the beach you know fish tacos it's crazy but like oh tacos that's how it really the obsession keeps building like yeah because i love we I just did tacos live on my radio show they we stream it on NPR oh, nice. and i was showing everyone how to make hand handmade tortillas and we made them live on air and it was wow. super fun and that that obsession like grinding the masa making them like you know i get taught all the time and i nice. love the simplicity and the complexity of that dish so that's definitely yeah. a guilty pleasure cuz i will I'll make tacos all the time.
0: Yeah. Just what kind of, of taco is your favorite? What's uh,
1: corn, the feeling? which is like a super slow roast support. It literally means buried pig, but it has this what's achiote, which is built off the annatto seed, and it's spread on, you know, a picnic, a shoulder, and has sour orange, which is like limes mm-hmm. and orange juice combined, it has all these spices and juices and then it's wrapped in a banana leaf and it's slow roasted oh for like six, eight hours. And then it goes with pickled red onions. So it's this super deep pork that's earthy. And then you have it on this, when you just make corn tortillas, they're not like store-bought. They're, it's two yeah. totally different foods. They, they're soft and just crispy and they have this, that masa, that corn like taste to it but it has this little crisp edge with the pork and then just pickled red onions for that bright snap and a little cilantro
0: oh my gosh I should have eaten before I
1: did that. <laughs> <laughs> right getting a little hot oh, that,
0: was, <laughs> that sounds so good right now oh my
1: god i it it's still my favorite dish it we had them first time I had them was when we lived in LA yeah. And we went to this real authentic Mexican place. Mm. And you know because LA was such a such a different mindset for me because I grew up in Boston. Right. Which all the food is European influenced. Oh. Right? Well, so that yeah. because that but then when you go to the West Coast, it's all Asian and Mexican influenced. Right. So it's a whole different It was a whole different ball game. Yeah. Tacos over in Boston when I was growing up. Come on. It's like a hard shell with a little ground beef and some squirt packet and maybe some lettuce. That's been out for like six hours, right? Yeah. Like that that was my experience. And we went there and a
0: real taco. Oh.
1: I was floored. I immediately was like, okay, I'm going next. I'm I'm making this. So I'm researching. Like, that's what happens with me. I just I start obsessing and then I'm like, well, how can I take it further? What if I broke the pig down? What if I get the annatto and I grind it and make my own achiote? What if I get banana leaves? What if what if I just keep pushing? What if I make my own hot sauces? What if I get the guajillos and do it myself? And then all of a sudden everything just kept getting better and better and better. And wow. Then I was then I I couldn't go back. I painted myself into a corner.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. No, you go
1: know, there's, there's, you, no can't.
0: there's <laughs> you can't. There's I
1: no way. You can't. There's no going back anymore. People yeah. are like, "Oh, they're afraid to cook for me." I'm like, "No, no. I'm like, go for it. I'm not I want to experience new things. It's yeah. this is like I don't anyone cooking is awesome. I this is just my path. This right. is what I love to do. And I I can't I can't stop. No. I like, think it's it's an obsession. It's totally. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you get it.
0: makes you high off life, right? Yeah. Like you just,
1: yeah, because I'm amazing I mean,
0: all the time because you do right. what you love. I don't
1: totally. drink or do anything like that. So, like, yeah. this is making Parmesan rosemary rolls and like watching them rise and like, and then just when they're baking and they come out and I can tell they're soft and 10 I'm like, that's a, that's like a drug.
0: Yeah has there ever been an ingredient that you weren't able to master that you haven't mastered yet
1: not yet not yet it i don't get stumped very often anymore yeah because i've just done like you know when i'm making like rolls i'm grinding my own flour yeah i grind it at the house so i'm dealing with wheat berries and i know so many people that are masters in their field and they've been so generous enough to share all that information with me there's plenty of things I don't know about but it doesn't okay. take me learn to, it doesn't take me long to figure anything out like That's I just amazing. this is all I do 24/ 7 yeah you know and like if there's something I don't know oh well, give it to me yeah you know I figure it out <laughs> yeah I I've got some time here we yeah. go like it's time to dig in put on a little nirvana right and, yes. <laughs> and i'm digging in for the day and figuring it out and well two batches later like there it is That's and so then cool. once i get there and then i see someone that does it even better i'm like holy crap look at this guy yeah <laughs> like this girl's doing it like a thousand times better than me this is now how'd she do that yeah so, so fun
0: continuously learning yeah
1: yeah and continuously pushing myself to learn, because mm-hmm. I do I do a lot of big live demos every week, and I really love to share. And I do my classes, you know, we do like 40 people at a time. And so I'll do like a talk and things like that at the beginning, explain what we're doing. But, you know, we're making dumplings, we're making all the dough, so we're making from scratch dumplings. We're doing a from scratch pasta class. We're doing a from scratch pizza class where I'm bringing 72-hour dough and I'm pulling fresh moths live. So everyone can like experience all this and say, wait a second, that class was an hour long. I could do this at home. Why yeah. are we buying dough? Like Joe's right. Like why aren't we pulling some fresh moths for a party with our friends? That's super fun. Totally. And like you were saying, experience.
0: Yes. That's what it's all about. Where have you like, tra- have you traveled anywhere to get new ideas and,
1: New Mexico definitely oh, yeah. Mexico was big for me. Um Tulum was just a whole new world. The way they dealt with fish and Tulum just blew me away. And Colombia was really eye-opening for me because everything there was really different than anything I had experienced before.
0: Oh wow.
1: Just like the tamales are just oh. different than Mexican tamales, just everything in Colombia, the food was, and and the produce was amazing. And when I went to get meat for, I was, I actually cooked for my brother-in-law's like pre-wedding. So I cooked for like 40 people and I didn't, I don't speak Spanish, just broken. So I had to go shopping for like 40 people though. So the meat department there is like, you sit down, there's like 40 chairs and you sit down and there's a big plastic, just in in front of you and they have just piles of meat and there's a oh. big picture of a cow and oh, you just kind of like like picking out and i i didn't know how to say any of the cuts there so i just was going up to the cow and i'm like pointing to this part <laughs> of the cow and they're like oh yeah, yeah 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 so by the end of it we're all buds that's wow. my mostly vegetables one second yeah you're good <laughs> yep those are done wow So big trays of roasted vegetables. Oh
0: my god, it looks so good.
1: Yeah, these are so good.
0: What do you put on it? Anything?
1: My lunch for the next couple days. See, it never ends. Yeah,
0: just all day. The oven just always on.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, why shut it off? I just (laughs) have to preheat it to do something else. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Mexico was definitely Mexico and um columbia were really eye-opening for me totally yeah they they, they changed my perspective on the, it's again the simplicity to get a, and complexity all at the same time Yeah, because it's not about how many sauces you can make or anything it was about the quality of ingredients
0: yeah
1: and really just taking the time and having the technique to prep them right and wow. for four ingredients you can make something that's Mind blowing, as opposed to fifteen ingredients making something that's a little homogenous.
0: Yeah, exactly. Wow. What's like the most memorable meal that you can think of that just blew your mind?
1: I have to say, when we went to Oaxacan mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, oh wow, that was one of those meals they had. You know, I love tostadas. Yeah, just crunchy and fun to eat. And they had a uh, it was a raw tuna tostada that was like soy infused and mm-hmm. had these toasted like black sesame seeds and avocado and oh my god like the, the combination I my wife and I still talk about it. Yeah I literally bit into it and I was like
0: your eyes just roll back in your head. I, I just
1: yeah like I I could right exactly you know yeah. I almost pulled a Meg Ryan, right? Like <laughs> yeah. i I was flabbergasted at the the amount of flavor and texture that was packed into this one bite i had my wife try it and she couldn't get over it so i immediately when we got home that was i spent a day just recreating it and figuring it out and that was yeah that and when we went to this place called crazy fish tacos down in tulum I'd never had something that was so fresh and so well-prepared and just you know the the Mexican air just in this open cafe and it's just me and my wife and it was that's pretty memorable too because yeah. the food was amazing the atmosphere the company you know it that was all-encompassing so that that's something every that yeah that was definitely one of them too but that that friggin' Tostada man in Brooklyn. Oh holy holy crap. And I that first need to P bill taco. Yeah. You know, when P- I had that in LA, that's still Ooh, that's yeah. still right here all the time. Think with about like a million time. movie quotes, you know, like yeah. that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's all my brain is filled with is TV and movie quotes and food and cigars. That's When all I was that. a kid,
1: I ran um <laughs> I lived in Berkeley, California, and I ran a video store for oh. like four years in, in my early 20s That's awesome. and so all I did was what you know it was the perfect job when you're in your uh, early 20s right yeah just like
0: watch hanging out movies.
1: causing <laughs> trouble you know watching movies bringing home 9,000 movies oh so now they just they're all up here and my kids are like how do you even know that how would you know who you know like it's burned People in my like, brain what? right like like they'll see something like oh raging bull it's like oh it's 1980 I'm like that's Martin Scorsese it was like funny story right like when <laughs> like I'm going through like all the they were like how would you know I was like uh, uh, Robert De Niro brought the book to Martin Scorsese in the hospital when he had a breakdown because that's what happened he oh my God. Scorsese was trying to edit and shoot at the same time he was editing new york new york and shooting uh the documentary on the band which is a fantastic um fantastic doc and he was just ripping rails of coke and of course he never slept and he ended up in the hospital like with almost dying and De Niro Niro comes to visit him and he's like oh you okay and he's like yeah and he's like hey i found this book called raging bull we should do this (laughs) it's like <laughs> Oh my god. And, and that's how Raging Bull was born. why Marty's like dying that's in the so hospital funny. and I was like this is a great part for me.
0: Just filled with <laughs> random information.
1: Right know. things that like I mean things
0: I need to remember I don't. I just <laughs> I just remember
1: useless things. Yeah. Yeah, I I went I go skating as like just cardio for me i it's still yeah. skate. so i go to the rink up the street and skate oh, nice. in the morning and this morning i was leaving got my my bag walked out the door i'm like oh my coffee it's still on the counter I go unlock the door go back in get my coffee get into the car i'm like frig i didn't lock the door i go back <laughs> lock lock the door then i'm like wait I'm like, did I put the dog in her cage? I'm like, you, like it took me like twenty five minutes. I'm like, what am I eighty?
0: Every day that happens to me, I swear. <laughs> Every
1: day, right. See, that is my good. life. No, I don't. You're feel not
0: alone. alone. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's good because I'm like checking if I have pants on these days. You know? <laughs>
0: yeah, I did that the other day. I was driving in the car and I was like, what shoes am I wearing? And I'm like, driving <laughs> and trying to look at my feet. I'm like, I can't remember what shoes I'm wearing. But why does it matter? Why do I have to look right now? I don't know. Oh, so stupid!
1: Right, that's that's life. One hundred and one. Right, like what shoes am I wearing while I'm driving?
0: And I have to know now for some reason. Why you're
1: almost running people down?
0: What am I going to go back and change my shoes? (laughs)
1: Because it's really important. You know that at that moment.
0: Exactly. Oh my gosh, so silly. All right. Anyways,
1: (laughs) I love it. I love this. This is so fun. It's so conversational. Exactly. Super fun podcast.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I'm having fun. Yeah, we're
1: like buds. It's awesome.
0: Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you have to come. I I need. I want to try your food. Like, oh okay. yeah.
1: Yeah. If I come down that like, way.
0: Let's do a cigar event. You'll make the food. I'll bring the cigars. Oh. Oh.
1: Oh, I smell something cooking there. Oh yeah. Right.
0: That sounds fun.
1: Oh man, I could we could do like a out.
0: pairing event with the food That's what ones? I was just
1: thinking. Yep. I bet you we could get people to bring whiskeys oh, and yeah. just like get people to make those crazy ice balls and all that stuff. Yes. They're always fun. It'd be like Instagram would love it.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah.
1: I love we that. Should I, do that. I like that idea. You have my email. All right. That's right? Happen. And we follow each other on Instagram. Right? Perfect. Yeah. Right, let's do it. Oh, that'd be so
0: that'd,
1: fun. That'd be, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, because live demos like
0: make it from scratch, and then we have a cigar roller where they're like making the cigars, like just do everything from scratch.
1: Oh shit! Oh shit! That's a pimp idea.
0: Yeah, we might
1: do that. That would be such.
0: That would be epic.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like hand rolls cigars with this like small bench whiskey, and then yeah. these like uh, like two apps that are plated that play off each thing. Right. Right? Could be anything. Anything. Yeah. You could do like a little dumpling station where people are just trying different dumplings that...
0: Oh my gosh. Alright, we're going to have to talk more about this. Yeah,
1: we're going to have to definitely talk about that because... Yeah. That could be epic. <laughs>
0: you know who has a cigar is Guy from... Divers, drive. Di-
1: <laughs> oh, diners, drive ins, and dice.
0: Yes, he has his own cigar. We could Does he his really? Cigar. Yeah,
1: man, that guy's got it, got everything.
0: I know he's got it all. <laughs> he's
1: got restaurants. Doesn't he have like a G4 or something at this point? He's just Ooh, has, like no. his own jet.
0: There's like always random things he's posting on Instagram. I'm like, what are you doing now, dude?
1: <laughs> God bless him, right? His, yeah, right? I saw a picture someone sent me the other day of his outdoor kitchen.
0: Oh. Is it it's like a city is it really
1: <laughs> i was like it, wait what how oh many God. people is he having over 600 it's unbelievable we'll do it like at
0: his a, house I'm just kidding.
1: it's like it right we should do it at his house uh, give great. him a call All he's right, gonna God. be on your podcast <laughs> dude, right? <laughs> we'll okay. ring him up
0: yeah great be
1: like guy what's shaking <laughs> 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 we want to come We're over coming to- over <laughs>
0: <laughs> get the cigars. We're coming over.
1: <laughs> I'll pretend to be Emerald or something. Maybe we can get in. Perfect. God, <laughs> like, <Easy>. bam! <laughs> <laughs> like Emerald, what's up? Come on over. Oh god. Grab some cigars. I think that's a great event idea.
0: Yeah. That would be so fun. And we know a cigar yeah. roller that's done events with us before, so
1: I bet there's like a magazine or something that would sponsor Stop something. For that. Like
0: that. Hell yeah.
1: I really like that idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk more about that. Absolutely. We okay, gotta do
1: that. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Something I wanna know is like does your family cook? Do you have like a childhood comfort food that you think of or that you've tried to recreate?
1: Yeah, you know, my mom definitely is like the biggest inspiration for me. I grew up on the counter cooking with her, you mm-hmm. know, and like that's definitely where the cooking spirit because You know, Sundays, that sauce would be going early in the morning, Mm. wafting through the house like some culinary poltergeist coming to get me, you know. Oh, my gosh. And that garlic, you could just... So that was definitely... And, you know, she makes the best chicken salad that... I know it sounds so simple, but she She makes all her own breads as well. And she Mm. makes a simple chicken salad on homemade white bread that... I obsess over, it's one of my favorite things in the world, but here's the twist. I can't make it. Why? I've never been able to recreate it. She showed me like a million times.
0: Wow, she has magic touch.
1: She, it's the mom, I can't give it the mom love. Wow. I think it's an ingredient. So funny. Isn't yeah. that funny? Totally like we've literally is, made yeah. it together dozens of times. I mean, I'm an expert. Yeah. Can't crack it. I'm like, That's it's so just not funny. the same. It's just not the same. Just doesn't taste right. I'm like, are you leaving Crazy. something out you're not telling me? Yeah. Right? Like I leave and she's got like secret chicken salad spice bag that's or something. It. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what the? Oh. But yeah, that's always like and always homemade breads when I was growing up. And my kids oh. are on the counter 24 seven with me. If you look at my Instagram, yeah. my kids are all over it. They, they oh, do everything. That. We just made my middle daughter Cassie and I just made um homemade we'll chocolate together. Ooh. So we got the cacao pods and wow. cracked them open. And I don't know if you've ever seen that before, but it's they're like big white slimy tentacles inside. It's Ooh. it's bizarre look. and you're <laughs> like, there's no way you'd ever how someone saw that
0: and, and figured out to make out
1: chocolate. It? I'll do never know. <laughs> And we researched it forever, but um, we did that. So you have to then take it out and then you dry it and then it's fermenting for seven days and then you roast it and you get the cacao seeds and then you put it in a blender with cocoa butter and like make the chocolate and mold it. And we did all of that. And um, like we had a blast doing that. And the chocolate came out redonkulous. Oh my so gosh. That, it's just like super fun projects like that. And my little though. Yeah, but that's part of it, you know, like
0: part of the excitement, right?
1: Yeah, and and nature's doing all the work, you know, fermentation, yeah. you're just like, Okay, I'll cover you up and let you ferment. Like nature's doing it all. It's changing all the flavor profiles and that's doing so cool. doing its thing. So if you know how to do it and like fermentation is such a big thing anyway, from pickling to making chocolate to making beers, it's it's a good thing to kind of experiment with.
0: Yeah is there any food that you don't like that you won't eat
1: i i can't stand cottage cheese no really <laughs> yeah i i think yeah. that's i think that might borderline be evil i um yeah. yeah i don't like cottage cheese is it a
0: texture thing or tasting
1: it's, it's a yeah looks. it's definitely textural i yeah. and flavor wise i don't really
0: nothing there. it's just not
1: my jam it's no. just not my thing my daughter cassie who just came home from school do you like cottage cheese yeah yeah
0: she does no no, with fruit. no
1: not her thing here come <laughs> say hi to the podcast this is my daughter cassie who i made chocolate with
0: hey how was the chocolate <laughs> yeah
1: delicious
0: <laughs> i'm actually allergic to chocolate
1: <laughs> are you really
0: yeah it's what crazy. a bummer i know
1: what what are you allergic to in chocolate do you know
0: I think it's the cocoa. Oh. Oh, Yeah. So I can have like white chocolate because it's just, you know, vanilla. Right. But
1: what if chocolate is like in a, in a drink or like coffee or something like that? Do
0: you, do you like break out
1: or do you?
0: Yeah. I, the first time it happened, this was like 10 years ago. I got really sick and I was like dizzy and nauseous and like my breathing was impaired and it was just from a little crunch bar like that big. So I haven't tried it, but I had chili the other day and my friend said that she actually put a little bit of chocolate in it, like dark chocolate in the chili and I was fine. So I'm kind of wondering, like, because I have had other allergies. I was allergic to like apples, peaches, pears, but I've grown out of some of them. I'm like,
1: I've read that many times that people do. I wonder if you're allergic to it anymore.
0: I know. I kind of want to try (laughs)
1: yeah if you do it's like
0: deadly to me
1: it couldn't be no you gotta try it
0: i know i want to
1: just set up your camera
0: yeah (laughs) i'll just go on live and be like if i die someone call the cops for me
1: right (laughs) right just have like a yeah just a chocolate bar oh i would watch do it live
0: all right
1: i would definitely 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 watch that i'll
0: do it with your chocolate okay okay
1: okay that's a deal we'll meet up and i'll Test give you the it. chocolate but you'll have to sign a waiver that like okay <laughs> chef jogato didn't kill me he yeah. <laughs> did
0: not lace the chocolate
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: gosh so how do you describe your overall cooking philosophy
1: yeah i, I mean from scratch from the heart and with yeah. tons of passion there's yep. I mean it is so straightforward there's Easy. there's nothing hidden you know it's it's all out on the plate and I you can taste it in the food
0: Yeah What That's are like kitchen tools that you
1: always need in your kitchen Most important kitchen tool I would definitely say are my hands because I use it for everything I really oh. like working with my hands um yeah. but looking over my food processor and my blender and my stand mixer probably my my stand mixer and my food processor are just workhorses every day yeah every day because I'm grinding flour making sausages I'm grinding the meats I'm making I mean I used the food processor to make biscuits yesterday like in this morning I'm making I'm chopping stuff up to me yeah it's it's endless I'm making pulled beef right now for empanadas for we're going over to my nephew's tomorrow for like mm. a little family get together and everyone's doing like a, a board so you can do like my sister's doing chicken wings everyone brings a different board there's a candy board oh, that's fun and I'm gonna do homemade empanadas Nice. so I'm gonna do chicken and pulled beef empanadas with the chicken will be like um a, a yellow dough and the beef will be red
0: so oh you'll gosh. know on
1: the board and I'll do them in different shapes. It will be ridiculous and everyone will make fun of me.
0: Oh my gosh. I would love that. I When I lived in New York, right across the street from me, there were these empanadas that were so mm. good with this spicy hot chili and dark Puerto Rican coffee. Like
1: Oh, yeah.
0: God, All so day. Ugh, empanadas, Every day. Empanadas
1: are a little... That's a... Empanadas. Yeah. That's because we were,
0: we're thinking of opening up a second cigar lounge and we want to serve food because we want to serve alcohol the one we have now we don't serve alcohol it's really hard mm-hmm. in Virginia you have to serve food and we're thinking of something simple like that just empanadas like you can yeah. make them so good and it's and simple you can,
1: yeah you can make a ton of those freeze them and then just defrost them in the fridge and bake them super yeah. easy you can make those in big batches
0: yeah exactly
1: empanadas so good they're but just have so the good hot
0: chili sauce too
1: yeah you have to have the right sauce with it we do like a guajillo and a salsa verde and mm. it's like all day right you just yeah a little scoop of that pop them in, make i make them small so they're like just pop them right in your mouth you know
0: yes are there any chefs that you admire that you like follow on social media or anything um, like
1: i'm I'm definitely a huge fan of Rick Bayless. He does Authentic Mexican. He won Top Chef Masters. Um, he's one of the first chefs that I followed and um, got like all his books because he did everything from scratch. And he deep dived. And, and I like that. So Rick Bayless would definitely be the biggest one for me. I, I really, and he's like just a super cool, chill guy.
0: Yeah.
1: He's not like, he's. I mean, a lot of people know him, but he's not like crazy a million restaurants or anything like that i just i just dig him i think he's a cool guy but definitely bayless was the first and and still my favorite
0: cool so from your book seriously from scratch if people can manage to adopt a few practices from your book what do you consider to be the three most important and effective ones to be get get
1: yourself some knife skills
0: Knife practice okay.
1: practice chopping it will yeah. come in handy you know learn how to go on youtube and learn how to hold a knife chop with a knife right and then second i say cook with your family don't take yeah. every task on yourself you'll have a better time doing it with everybody if everyone's jumping in and the kids will eat more because they'll try different dishes if they're a part of it right and then once every so often as a third point do something that you're afraid to cook Mm, yeah get out of your comfort zone stop making the same dishes over and over and over again right take something that you had like you just asked me what was my favorite meal
0: yeah
1: try to recreate it have fun with it though yeah you know if you're the cook and your husband's not, we'll have him do the chopping, right? Yeah. Just don't take everything on yourself. I think enjoying cooking in the kitchen together is something that I think you can take away from the book that it's about enjoying it. It's about, yes. it's not just about following a recipe. It's the experience, which yeah. keeps coming up for us.
0: Experience is the word of the day.
1: Yeah. And try <laughs> to make things from scratch. Don't buy frozen things. Yeah. Yeah you know, like, or like jarred sauces. Yeah. And that's, I know that sounds like a chefy thing to say, but that yeah. I really believe that like just making a sauce yourself is really easy and it's 10 times better. Yeah. And buying like pre-made doughs. I mean, it takes, it takes five minutes to make a dough and yeah. then you let it rise on the counter again. You don't have to do anything. The yeast is, eating the sugar and burping. It's doing its own thing. Right. Like just let it do its thing. And then you have homemade dough and you just double it. And then you have four homemade doughs to make four pizzas yeah. and you freeze two. And then the next time you're like, Oh, I have homemade dough. That's way better. Cause I threw some Parmesan in it. Cause I like Parmesan Ooh. and I had some fresh herbs left over. So I threw some fresh herbs in that I chopped up because I like that. And you know why I was able to do that? Cause I made it myself. Yeah. So it starts giving you the ability to really, expand your repertoire your
0: own thing yeah
1: right right you you can customize it which i think is super important
0: right if you could cook for and then dine with anyone who would it be
1: oh geez (laughs) that's a hard question that's a great (laughs) besides your family (laughs) like yeah obviously i think one of the um I, I mean, I have a million answers, but one of them would be Alfred Hitchcock.
0: Oh, nice. Why is that? He
1: just, just fascinates to to him? me. Yeah. Yeah. He just fascinates me from. He was such a dark, twisted filmmaker. Yeah. That made me laugh. I just wanted, I, I just really like, I think he's just so interesting that being a, being a cinephile, that would definitely be someone that I would want to, to yeah. dine with and just, I think I could make a meal that would make him laugh.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that'd be awesome. So what does the future hold for you besides doing a cooking and cigar event with me?
1: Right, which is right (laughs) around the corner. Um, (laughs) You know, who knows? I always take it as it comes. I'm really malleable. I try to be laid back. I try to accept things as they come. Um, You know, I, I try not to get too invested in like shows and things like that yeah I really love teaching I really that's what's driven this whole thing and that's what I really love doing um but yeah I mean a couple more shows on the horizon um lots of events doing fun things with just live demos and just really enjoying my family enjoying my time and one of the things that I'm really trying to do this year is because I'm a I'm just a, I'm a really hard worker and I really dedicate myself to things and I jump in with both feet is that I, I've been saying it to myself almost as a mantra that, you know, I have to really remember to enjoy the journey. Yeah. Cause that carrot's great. And, you know, you have to go for driving towards bigger things. There's nothing wrong with that, but I really need to be in the moment more. Yeah. And just enjoy how much I love what I do.
0: Exactly. And I think the way that you cook helps with that because you do everything from scratch and some things can take days to make. So you're kind of in the moment watching the process and then.
1: It's true. The it's yeah. 100% true. I mean, taking the time and that's, that's a good way to look at it. And I really want to, I really want to do that. I, I, sometimes I, you know, I think like anyone, you know, you just get Goal-oriented, which there's nothing wrong with it, but you know I have to slow down, like and, and look at me, right? I am gonna get off. I have a phone call with distrib- my distributor and a producer right right yeah. after this, like to get another show. Like, oh my gosh! Why why slow keep down? Keep it
0: going, keep right? it going. <laughs> oh man! I, I,
1: can't, I have to practice what I'm preaching, right. but yeah, I think taking it slower and really enjoying my time with my fam. And just as my as I'm shaping my career and molding everything is to really be here and yeah. be me and give everyone a hug and just slow it down. Like tonight, we're going to do movie night. I'm going to make some caramel popcorn and mm. yeah, and just sit down and do a movie night. I introduced the kids to an 80s classic called Better Off Dead two weeks ago. Oh, nice which is a very early John Cusack comedy, which is one of my faves and they loved it and thought it was hilarious. And tonight we're going to do groundhog day.
0: Oh, fun. Yeah. That's yeah. Fun. So that
1: would be fun. You know, just making some snacks, Yeah, getting on the couch, just hanging out and just, yeah. and just kind of slowing down and yes. still making everything from scratch.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's slow. <laughs> that's
1: right. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. The caramel coin just comes out.
0: Right. When I it. was, um, I was in Spain in November, and we did a paella cooking class.
1: Oh wow, fun!
0: It was the best night of my life, but I could not tell you how to make paella because they just kept feeding us so much cava, like just glasses of cava, cava and tequila and tequila. <laughs> i don't remember anything we cooked like four different kinds of paella and it was like all strangers and then we all sat at the table and shared all of our paella and then we we're all like best friends by the end of the night it was such a fun experience what an awesome
1: experience i
0: wish i could remember how to make it but it doesn't even matter because so it doesn't matter fun.
1: right so it just fun. totally doesn't matter yeah right again we're right back to experience exactly right
0: yeah I highly recommend to anyone that travels, take a cooking class wherever you are. I mean, you meet new people. I met a girl there in Barcelona that lived 20 blocks away from me in New York. What? Isn't that crazy?
1: (laughs) That's insane. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Paella is yummy.
0: Cooking brings people together for sure.
1: Absolutely. Because there's just no way you can throw a big dish of paella in the middle of a table with 10 people that don't know each other and they're not gonna talk. Right. No one just scoops and eats.
0: Yeah. it we all went out afterwards. It went to different bars. Like it it was so much fun.
1: Right. Because it it really is. It's the ultimate connector. And I I, I'll never not believe that. And I'm gonna keep pushing that because I mean I see it all the time when I'm teaching, right? right? All these people get together like you did don't know each other at the beginning everyone's just kind of like standing right and then by the end of it they're hugging and taking pictures
0: exactly yeah it's so funny like everyone's so awkward at first and then the end of the night we are right (laughs)
1: because there's nothing like making food together there's nothing it's there's just nothing like it you can't do anything that at the end of i mean and Food is just the ultimate combination of science and art. Totally, yeah. You know, you need both to really create something special. And I think it gives everybody that ability because you are being creative, but there is a little science behind it and you feel like you're learning something. And then the end of it, you're shoving it in your pie hole and it's friggin' delicious. So it's such a win, 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 win everywhere. You'll see when we do the cigar party. Yes. So excited. So am I
0: yeah well this has been so much fun yeah did this it? was a
1: friggin blast i'm so glad you wrote me back and you're like you don't have to smoke a cigar yeah like no. we're doing it
0: like i just i was so curious like i was just looking you up online i was like okay i gotta talk to this guy i think my listeners would love to hear from you and, and this is perfect
1: this was awesome. like i feel like we're like just did a cooking class and we're gonna go out now
0: i know right, right? <laughs> where's the kava i'm just kidding. exactly
1: Exactly. This was just you make it, it so fun. comfortable and fun and conversational. This is this was amazing. It was just a pleasure to be on this show and to meet you. This was awesome.
0: Good. I feel the same way. This is so much fun. Yeah. We'll do it again. Absolutely. We'll do it again in person. Okay. While we're doing our our event.
1: Will I get headphones like you? If you
0: want. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I have to. <laughs>
1: That's it. I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. Thanks again for having me. This was awesome. Definitely reach out to me and we'll figure something out for sure. Let's do it. You're the best. And thank you for everyone for listening as well.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. And where can people find you on Instagram and your website? At
1: Chef Joe Gatto on Instagram. Everything goes from there. Yeah. I don't do 10 million things. It's just at Chef Joe Gatto. And then you can find my TV show, my book, my radio show, everything kind of branches off there that's that's the tree
0: perfect all right well thanks
1: have a good weekend and i'll talk to you very soon
0: sounds good
1: all right bye-bye bye
0: joe thank you i had such a blast chatting with you and i cannot wait to see what the future holds for you and for us we're definitely going to be doing an event soon everyone follow joe on instagram i'll put his links in the show notes here to keep up with us because we are determined to create some crazy badass event for you all hopefully soon stay tuned for next week's episode with daniel crespin an actor from bristol that's coming to talk to you all about his love for cigars acting music podcasting and his journey to becoming sober thanks everyone i'll talk to you soon if you want to support the ashes with ash podcast and help grow this community through storytelling go to www.anchor.fm slash asheswithash slash support.